Happy June 9th, 2020. My name is Jay, just Jay, and you tuned in to the Pear Corner Society. So today we're going to le- pick up where we left off. Part 2, A Spirit People. Or Shadow People. Same thing. Right. So let me go ahead and start off by saying this. Between the month and a half since the last post that I actually posted, there has been a couple recent developments. Number one, I've got first-hand experience with shadow people. Number two, I've got good evidence of orbs. And number three, I've assembled a team. I'll get more on those things later. But first of all, let's go on with the experience of shadow people. So, like I said last time, shadow people can really appear anywhere and anytime at all. It can be a malevolent being or a non-malevolent being. Now, I've also had subscribers reach out to me telling me their own stories and encounters of shadow people and what they see and feel and how they interpret those things. Um, One subscriber reached out to me when they were talking about they've always felt something or someone that follows them and their kids have always seen something or someone that follows them. Now, the person that I've spoken with, they've always indicated that they've always been uh, very spiritual, uh, not so much religious, but spiritual. So with that being said, they've they've practiced witchcraft and, and the such, which is something that I think can protect you from shadow people. It can really kind of uh, keep a good balance between you and, and the realm that is past this realm. Um, but they've always said they've seen something in the corner of their eye or they've felt something. Uh, now, this doesn't always mean that a shadow person can, you know, attached to to you permanently but in this case i think it does this person who's had this being or malevolent thing follow them has kind of always said that it's just been there ever since their kids were little it's just been there and i have asked this person has anyone ever wanted to harm you uh tried to put harm on you Uh, Has anyone vexed you in so many years? Do you know of anything that you've crossed or karma that might have been created? And they've always said no, which I believe to be true. Now, when they told me the story about how when their kids were little and uh, one of their children would see this person in their bedroom, uh, the kid would see the, the shadow person in their bedroom, they said that it would never be evil per se you would never want to feel like it was want to cause harm now of course shadow people can cover up their intents just like you and i can we can cover up our intent on what we want to do to someone or something uh, or whatever so we talked about it some more and they came to the conclusion that the shadow people might have something to do with an emotional tie to you as a person so their energy might be fed out of negativity like i stated before sometimes a shadow person can get very powerful when you're in a very dark place now does that mean that the shadow person is malevolent or uh, wanting to cause harm maybe 
but I think that they are of a realm that is sitting right in purgatory where they're not quite there yet to the plane that exists past ours but they're staying right there in purgatory where it's just enough to where it's causing them some kind of anguish that they feed off of bad feelings and bad energy and that kind of goes on to my next point another subscriber reached out to me and we talked and uh, they had explained you know they have a loved one who uh lost a family member some time ago but the the loved one and the family member never really got along until they passed uh the loved one would always uh keep a pendant or something of that deceased family member around their neck and anytime they would talk talk about them whether it be ill or good mannered uh the person would seem to manifest themselves uh kind of intermittently as if they're watching over them you know watching to make sure that they say the right thing or do the right thing and it's very interesting to kind of see that play out in today's society with all that's going on and all the emotion goes on inside of us as human beings but i i experienced shadow people again as an adult and it was very interesting um and this actually kind of ties in, I formed a team. Uh, the team is called the Midnight Society. Uh, now this team name was thought up of one of our uh, very own. Uh, so it was kind of neat. Uh, it was after, uh, you know, talking and everything and exploring, they're like, you know, we should really form a team. And I was like, that, that'd be a really cool idea. So when this member, uh, we'll call him B, B said, hey, let's call ourselves the Midnight Society because we're all decked out in black. Uh, we're at this haunted location in uh, local, and we're just like, this is so cool. So, yeah, so the Midnight Society, uh, we as a group, there are four of us. Uh, there is uh, B, R, and E, and then me, J. Uh, so I'm not going to reveal their actual names. You don't need to know their names, just we're going to always go by our letters. But the Midnight Society will, of course, be posting things on the Paracorner Society's website and everything, like, or not website, but Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So please follow uh, because the Midnight Society is part of the Paracorner Society of the, the, the family of paranormal investigation. Uh, so anyway... So, we went to a graveyard that is uh, notoriously haunted uh, by spirits who have had harm, or people who have had harm done to them uh, when they died, whether it be uh, a lynching, a hanging, a violent murder, uh, all kinds of like horrible, horrible things that would happen to these people that would cause them severe unrest. So, we went to the cemetery. It was late at night. And I would say it was probably around 10, yeah, about 10 or so. Um, we went, and so there's there's only, well, there's two ways to get into the cemetery. There's one way that you can just walk straight into, and then there's a second way that's a little back way that uh, I would not recommend if 
you know of the cemetery I'm referring to. But anyway, so the cemetery is very small. It's in this very small area of Florida that really is kind of left alone, thank goodness. Um, so when you're walking down the road to the cemetery, there is uh, there's something that you see. And you see this like, you see this kind of shadow kind of envelop the trees even when the moon's out at like, you know, full brightness. But you see with your senses this this thing that follows you around and it'll dart left to right and it'll it'll be over here and then it'll be over here. And it's 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 like it's really weird. I mean as you're walking down the road and as we're walking down this road, um, we hear start to hear these noises and uh, see things. I had caught a glimpse of a shadow person as we were walking down. We were making a corner turn, uh, walking, and all of a sudden, um, there's this person that's like standing right there and just staring at us. And I just I kind of freeze and and like, what was that? And I turn to my friends, and they're just like, "What? What are you talking about?" And like. I tell them I saw something and, and we shown our flashlights and everything like that. And we're like, we didn't see anything. And so I break out my spirit box or my spirit box app. Should I say I have an application on my smart device that has a spirit box on it. Uh, so I break that out and, and we listen and we ask it a couple questions and, and it didn't really answer us the best. Uh, we, you know, we asked who's there and it said, I, and, um, we asked it a couple more questions. I, I kind of forgot, but, um, like, okay, well, let's venture on. So we, uh, we ventured on and as we kept walking, I kept getting this unsettling kind of thing. Um, that just, it wasn't right, but it like, it wasn't going to harm me, whatever it was. And of course, uh, keep in mind, prior to all this, we, uh, the four of us, said a prayer over a Bible with some sage and some um, some dirt from the Mount of Olives. So we definitely had uh, spiritual protection that day, and or should I say that night? Um, but then, what came next was just so weird. It was. Like, after, you know, keep walking, you know, we kept going on. What came next after we got a little bit closer to the graveyard was this feeling of dread. Like, someone's going to see us. But the someone that saw us wasn't the someone that we thought of. Um, so, in this graveyard, there is rumored to be a old-fashioned uh, cop car that would set down at the other end of the graveyard and keep out any of those people who would, you know, like try to cause harm or whatever. Cause most graveyards are closed past 9 PM due to obvious reasons. You know, you don't want to, it's weird to be in a graveyard past nine for most people, but for us, it's not. So that's that feeling that I got. And as we rounded the corner, I was like, Holy crap, that's a cop car. Run, 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 run. And we all run and we dart 
and R kept saying, well, what if it's not a cop car? Let's go back. What if it's not? Come on. And B was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, right. Like cops are really going to sit out there at, like dead at night to tell people not to be in the graveyard. Yeah, right. Let's turn back. So as we turned back, I lost the feeling of someone watching me, but I kept seeing, I mean, it could have been the fact that it was pitch black with a little bit of moonlight. I kept seeing like these shadows. So I don't know if it was exactly shadow people the second time around, but I know the first time I know I saw someone like plain as day, uh, standing in the tree line. So as we walk back down, you know, we're, we're getting in the graveyard. We're finally getting in the graveyard and this, and all around me, I can just see these like figures standing, looking and staring at us. Like, what are we doing here at you know, 12 o'clock at night? We shouldn't be here. And so I don't say anything. And, I, and you know, the, if they're listening to this podcast, uh, guys, I'm sorry I didn't say anything at the time because we were already freaked out enough. So as we're like, we're walking and everything up to the graveyard and through it. We kind of, uh, we kind of fly, uh, shine our flashlights around and kind of get our bearings and stuff. And E starts taking pictures. Well, E, as they're taking pictures, we start to notice orbs on their camera, on the camera roll. We're like, what in the world? That's so cool. And of course, I'm going to post the, I think I've posted one of the pictures up on our Instagram already of, um, of some of the pictures E took, because E took some absolutely amazing pictures that we think uh, that they're a battery, and it's so amazing. But as we're kind of walking through and talking and everything, I I even caught a video of a baby crying, and I think that that is something that can happen with spirits, and not just shadow people. But I think spirits in general. Now, I think a shadow person can make a noise. I think they can verbalize in some way, shape, or manner because they're very materialistic. They're very, or not materialistic, but they, they can materialize themselves quite well. So I believe they can make noise. And the reason I say this is because after that baby cried, I noticed a shadow figure dart across the tree line on the ground. And it stopped and like dead in front of one grave and like stared at us. And I just kind of ignored it and like turned around and then I turned back to see if it was still there and it had gotten closer. I was like, okay, okay, so this is this is a shadow person. And I kind of like in my head, I'm like, you are not of this realm. You're not allowed to follow me home. And I kept repeating that over and over and over in my own head. And... It would watch me, and it would, like, watch me as I walk around the graveyard with my friends, and, you know, I'm still on edge. So, after all this is said and done, uh, of kind of getting in and getting our bearings, we start to walk around, and uh, this graveyard is notorious for a little girl who haunts it. And now this little girl, um, we don't know the, her full story. Uh, we don't, some of us know her name. Uh, I think there's been a couple YouTube videos about it. Um, but anyways, this girl, she haunts the cemetery. And it's and it's rumored that if you don't bring her a gift, a toy of some kind, um, she, will, she will scare you. 
And so as we're walking around, uh, we're talking, and R is like, uh, yeah, last time we came here, we got like an orange, and we brought the orange to the little girl. I was like, oh, that's really neat. And B was like, yeah, 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 let's let's go see if we can find that orange tree. It's back here at the corner of the cemetery. And keep in mind, we're still at the very front, and I'm looking like at the corner where he's pointing. And I'm just like, oh, crap. <laughs> that's dark. So I'm freaking out. My knees are shaking. E is still taking pictures. And E is just like, he's taking away all these pictures. And like every little bit shows up on his camera. All these, there's these orbs. There was this one particular orb that showed up that I'm going to have to see if I can find it and place it on the Instagram that looked as if it was a dress of, of someone. And it's a very pretty dress. And so we turned on the spirit box and I was like, uh, I asked it, I said, is that, is that the dress you were buried in? And he said, no. And I was like, oh, well, what, is that your wedding dress? And they never responded. And we're like, okay. And so I asked again, I was like, is that your wedding dress? It's very pretty. And R kind of echoed me and, you know, hey, it's, it's a very pretty dress. We love it so much. And I was like, is that your wedding dress? I asked again and this time it said, yes. I was like, okay, cool. So that's, that's her wedding dress. It's really neat. So we got to kind of talk with the spirits as much as they would allow us. And of course, it it's very humbling for them to allow us to come into their home because uh, we weren't looking for them. We weren't looking to provoke them or um, antagonize them into doing any harm. We just wanted to explore their home. And it was uh, we always thanked them for allowing us inside of their home and allowing us to kind of like enjoy the time that we spent with them but after all that we kind of walked to the dark corner of the cemetery to the orange orange uh, little grove or whatever and so they picked an orange and stuff like that and they got one and then we started talking about the little girl and R saw this flower on the ground and now B, E, and I uh, you know E was still taking pictures, and B, he was, uh, he was, him and I were talking, and, and all of a sudden we start to see R just kind of like drift away while the little girl was playing a game with R, and she was like leading her to like go do this and like go look for this, and it was kind of neat because she was almost gone in this trance of like, you know, oh, I found this and you know and we're like oh well you know the little girl's probably playing with you and sure enough she was she was laying these things down for R to find and uh, the little girl of course likes girls but hates men and so anytime uh, you know we would try to ask a question in general if the little girl was around she would never respond but anyway, so R gathered up all of her offerings and, and everything like that and her little toys and trinkets that she found. Of course, I found an orange and such and E, he found uh, a thing of flowers. And uh, so R and B, <laughs> or uh, B and R, however you want to say it, uh, they had their little gifts and we had our little gifts. We went to the little girl's grave and her grave was decked out in some of the, the prettiest things. Uh, I won't put a picture of the grave uh, just because I'm afraid it would give away the location and I really don't want to give away this location um, but uh, anyway so 
we placed the uh, the toys on her grave, and R would speak to her with the spirit box on, and we would and we would get a couple responses. We're like, uh, she uh, R is like, hey, do you want us to do that again? Like we heard from the spirit box again, again, and it was so neat to kind of talk with the spirits and like it's like having a conversation with them, even though they can't always fully verbalize their uh their emotions it it could be felt and as we're talking i see out of the corner of my eye this like i don't i wouldn't call it a shadow person this time i would call it a full-blown figure it looked like a full-blown figure had darted behind the tree and even e he caught a picture of a, a little girl's dress uh, darting behind the tree at the same time that I was talking about it, and I'll I'll put that picture up on Instagram for sure for everyone to check out. But it was really neat to see. So, I guess kind of to wrap up, shadow people is they're real, but they're also part of manifestations of your emotions. They can cling to that energy and they can cling to the positivity or the negativity, however you want them to. Uh, some feed off of just raw energy and sometimes we give that off as humans, as the living. The dead have a really fun time consuming that and seeing what they can do with it. Because some of them are just practical jokesters. Uh, some of them just think it's funny, like, hey, let's scare this, you know, this living guy because whatever. But to summarize, leave your comments on Instagram or Twitter or go to the SoundCloud and leave your comments there. I'm going to put a description for all of my social medias, or I'm sorry, all of our social medias in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening on mobile, you can click the description and, and link. If you're not, then you can listen on a computer and click the description as well. And for the Paracorner Society, I'm Jay, just Jay. Thank you for tuning in.